In this episode, I'll talk about why partnership isn't enough. It's time to claim your cape and be your horse's superhero. So here we go. Episode 164, Claim Your Cape. I'm Karen Rolfe, and welcome to Horse Training in Harmony. This podcast is about you making progress with your horse in a way that you both can love. It's about learning how to move and be in harmony. Because yes, you really can develop a horse to be both athletic and happy. When we show up as our best selves for our horses, our horses will show up for us. So let's get started. Well, we just got back from about three weeks in Australia and had such a good time. So we were down there uh, to do Warwick Schiller's uh, Journey on Podcast Summit. So I was speaking at that. And then I did two clinics, one in the Melbourne area and one in uh, South Australia in Hondorf. And it was just awesome. It was, it was so fun to reconnect with some old friends we haven't seen in a long time and made some new friends. And it's always really cool to meet online students in the flesh. (laughs) And, uh, and of course the highlight is always to get to play with the wonderful horses. We had a pretty good variety of horses in these two clinics. I think I got to play with the most number of like ponies (laughs) and also up to like big warm bloods and draft crosses. So super, super fun. And yeah, it was great to see everybody there. So we, we did a pretty full on 10 days of like the summit meet and greet, then the summit for two days, and then the next day an evening session for the clinic, and then two days of clinics, and then travel, and then an evening session, and then two days of clinic. So it was pretty full on, but I kind of like doing that in a way because I, I get in the mode, <laughs> you know, and uh, just sometimes it's easier just to keep that momentum going and everything with the travel went according to plan. So that's nice. And, uh, after we did the full on 10 days and uh, Dane and I actually took some extra time and had like a little holiday and spend a big block of time on Kangaroo Island in this really cool little cabin villa sort of thing in the middle of this wildlife sanctuary where there were kangaroos all around us and all the amazing birds and just, just a lot of peace and quiet, which was awesome. And, uh, And I was able to really relax. Uh, Sometimes I have a little trouble turning, turning the old brain off (laughs) and really relaxing because, you know, when you love what you do, uh, sometimes when you get some time to think, I start just writing blogs in my head or creating new content or stuff like that. And uh, if I'm not doing that, then often my mind is going back to my animals at home and, you know, thinking about them, missing them and worrying about them. But really this trip, I was able to just be still and be quiet and sleep well and sleep as long as I needed to and take my time in the morning. And, you know, a lot of that was due to the amazing people that I have back at home uh, to help look after things. So big shout out to Shauna and Becky. I don't know what I would do without you guys. Uh, that peace of mind is just so, so invaluable. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. 
And uh, let's see, while in Australia, I learned a bunch of stuff too, <laughs> like how to do a Tim Tam slam. Somewhere I have a video of that. Uh, <laughs> by the time I had left Australia, I was sure that I had he eaten all the Tim Tams that I could possibly want to eat. I was like, nope, not taking any home. That's it. Cut me off. And of course, now that I'm home, I'm like, man, I really wish I had I had brought some Tim Tams home with me. <laughs> so anyway, so it was a, a journey of uh, Tim Tams and coffee. And here's the thing I got to say, the coffee in Australia, the average cup of coffee is like light years better than the average cup of coffee here in the United States. And, you know, I know there's a difference of like, you know, of like brewing a big jug of coffee versus the, uh, you know, single, what I don't know all the names for it, but like when you just do like a, an espresso <laughs> and then, you know, you put stuff in it to make it a latte or something here in the United States, it's often like you just drip brew, you know, a big jug of coffee. So, but even with that aside, even comparing like, you know, a cappuccino to a cappuccino, the coffee in Australia is so much better. And I don't know what's going on, but usually here at home, I actually can only have caffeinated coffee. Like I let myself have it once a week because otherwise I just get buzzy and I can't go to sleep and then I don't get enough sleep and I get more buzzy and, you know, the cycle continues. So I've cut myself off from uh, caffeinated coffee except for once a week on Saturday mornings. But in Australia, I was like drinking two cups of coffee a day just because it tasted so good. I had no trouble falling asleep. I had no buzziness and no like upset, you know, acidy stomach. So I don't know what's going on with you guys over there, but oh, your coffee is so good. I think Australia and Italy, <laughs> best coffee. Anyway, uh, what are we here for? Oh yeah, horses. <laughs> Anybody want to talk about horses? All right. So this podcast is, um, something I've, you know, I wrote a blog on this subject and I've been sort of mulling this around in my mind because I'm always trying to think of, you know, how do you describe the relationship that you have with your horse? And, you know, when I, when I started years ago, back in like the late 1990s, uh, when I first started um, getting introduced to you know, different ways of doing things. And I was changing from control-based training to more communication-based training. Um, you know, I started to make this shift and think about my relationship um, differently. So systematic methods that that relied on obligingness evolved into more the sort of feel-based scenarios where my horses are actually allowed to say no and I often describe my relationship with my horses now as more of a partnership, you know, right? and that's really in the, you know, in the language that a lot of people use today is they want to have a partnership. And that's the word they use to sort of differentiate between more of the control based and then more of the, you know, partnership based training. But it's always kind of been in my mind of like, that word's not quite sufficient, you know, partnership isn't really sufficient. You know, in, in dressage land, traditional dressage land, often people would say, I have a, um, a partnership with my horse. It's like a business partnership. And I, I really didn't like that idea. So as I often do, I go to the dictionary 
And um, the definition of a partner is um, either a pair of people engaged, either, sorry, either of a pair of people engaged together in the same activity is a partner. And a partnership is defined as an association of two or more people as partners or a formal arrangement by two or more parties to manage and operate a business and share its profits. So that didn't really get me excited. (laughs) I'm like, that it? I don't think that really described the way I feel about my partners. I mean, about my horses or the relationship that I have with them. So I started to think, you know, is partnership really the word? Is it really what I'm aiming for? And like, don't get me wrong, there are much worse things than partnership, right? So it's it's a good word. (laughs) Go ahead and use it. Uh, But I think too many horses in the world are in a, you know, more of a parasitic relationship with their human. Um, So, you know, that's, that would be worse than a partnership. Um, So a partnership is a great baseline to aim for. You know, at least in a partnership, there's a reference to like, we're in it together. Now, often when I'm teaching in the Dressage Naturally program, um, I'll use an analogy or I kind of like make this joke that as riders, we want to be our horse's biomechanical superhero, right? So the idea is most of the time we sort of strive to be invisible to simply harmonize with our horse. However, if something starts you know, like going south or going wrong or going in a different direction than we want, we can swoop in to help, to clarify or to add aids. You know, after all, they're called aids because they're supposed to be helping. So we swoop in to help and clarify and get the horse heading in <laughs> a better direction. And uh, this is where you can like cue the theme song to Mighty Mouse. <laughs> young people, there was a cartoon called Mighty Mouse. It was, here we come to save the day. You can Google it or search on YouTube uh, for the Mighty Mouse theme if you <laughs> want to hear it. And uh, and if you really want uh, something interesting, you can Google um, Mighty Mouse theme song, Andy Kaufman. <laughs> and if you haven't seen that, uh, yeah, you'll, it, it's weird but maybe you'll enjoy it anyway. Okay. So the idea is most of the time we're invisible. We're harmonized with our horse. If something needs to happen, then we swoop in, we do the thing, you know, and we help. So hopefully the horse is like, thank you for clarifying that. And that would be in contrast to something like where we're constantly nagging or we're always controlling. So it's a really fun way to kind of get people to remember the concept, but there might be even more to this superhero idea. So I think about characters like, you know, Superman or Spider-Man and, you know, where they're like mild mannered, humble, imperfect, friendly members of their community most of the time, but then when needed, uh, they swoop in to save the day. And I guess that feels more similar to my relationship with my horses, you know, and I can relate to feeling a bit like a Clark Kent (laughs) a lot of the time. I feel a little bit bumbly and a little bit, you know, not sure. And, you know, but yet in a, in a heartbeat, I'm ready to be Superman, you know, when needed. 
And, you know, if there's anybody listening who's like a real comic book fan, like, don't go crazy with this analogy. It's, it's just, you know, <laughs> it's probably wrong, but it might be helpful. Anyway, so most of the time, I just really do want to be with my horses. I'm honored if they choose to just be with me, you know, with no agenda. Sometimes I I have the role of a teacher. And if I do that well, then I do get to experience a partnership where my horse and I are both engaged in the activity together, the definition of the partnership. And the goal is that 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 moment feels like we're sharing the movement and we're sharing that moment that we really are in it together, like a partnership. But let's face it, like we're not on equal ground. There's not an equal partnership. Horses didn't ask for any of this and they can be quite helpless in our world. So even inside an environment where I give my horses a lot of freedom and choice, they still need to, you know, me to look out for them. And, you know, I need to be their hero, whether it's to calm them when they're scared or make health and veterinary decisions, or when I make the everyday management choices that keep them healthy, happy, and safe. And I think it just feels different to think of myself as my horse's superhero. And I like it. Hey, I've got some great news for you. Registration for the Finding the Sweet Spot of Healthy Biomechanics program is now open. And we only open it twice a year. So if you don't do it now, you're going to have to wait six months. That's half a year. (laughs) Now, this is our most transformative and most highly supported program. It will forever change the way you think about how your horse moves and how you confidently improve it. You get six months of live weekly Q&A calls with me and my coaches and private coaching included. And that's along with lifetime access to all the training materials. Now, the vast majority of students surveyed rated this program a five out of five, and they said that they would confidently and enthusiastically recommend it to their friends. And because of the unique exercises and concepts taught inside the program, it's appropriate for riders of all disciplines wanting to improve how their horse moves, even with no prior dressage experience. And it's also appropriate for even seasoned dressage riders looking for a more harmonious way to ride and train. You can find out all the information at dressagenaturally.net slash sweet spot. And check it out now because registration closes for the semester on April 1st. That's dressagenaturally.net slash sweet spot, S-W-E-E-T-S-P-O-T. All right, now back to the pod. Now, there are a lot of different kinds of superheroes, especially these days. I haven't seen all all the Marvel movies, but, you know, there's a bunch. Uh, But I think there's some common qualities to a superhero. So think for a moment about how you would describe the qualities of being a superhero. And so I'll share some words and phrases that, that come to my mind. So compassionate, brave, self-sacrificing, courageous, fearless, confident, looking out for the good of others, 
someone who thinks of others before themselves, positive, curious, willing to take action, knows when to act and when to wait, to be dependable, aware, and trustworthy. And a lot of times in between these feats of bravery and courage, they're leaving the other ones, they're leaving everybody else alone. (laughs) So I was like, yeah, that's actually what I want to be for my horse. And I think that's what all horses, not just our own, you know, need from us. You know, they need us to be superheroes for them in this crazy human world. And I think many of you listening can probably think of real examples of when you self-sacrificed and took care of your horses before you took care of yourselves. You can think of numerous moments when you had to be brave in order to take compassionate action to do something for the good of your horse. And you know what it's like to stay in a heightened state of awareness, scanning the figurative horizon or the real one on the watch for things that you need to protect your horse against. So the definition of partnership says there's an expectation of mutual agreement and equal responsibility. However, with horses, I don't think that's really true. In reality, they don't have equal responsibility or equal freedom to agree or disagree with what life we give them. We can do our best to give them more choices, more freedom, and help them understand so they can maybe have a sense of responsibility for some things so we don't have to nag them all the time. But that's up to our training. So partnership really is an attitude that we can have towards our horse, a feeling that we are in this together. But I don't think they owe us partnership. They don't owe partnership back to us. All that our horses need to do is to really just be themselves. So if we are good partners to them, we can enjoy the gift of them letting us experience partnership with them. And with that said, I know many of you have been with a horse that actually was the superhero for you. And I'm lucky enough to be able to think of a few situations like that. Horses that gave me the emotional support. Horses that, you know, we got in a funny situation and man, they saved my butt, (laughs) right? So... That can happen, but they certainly don't owe us that. So it really is up to us to step up and decide to be our best for our horses. So yeah, go ahead and claim your cape. Dare to be more for your horse than just a partner. And it's not about ego. It's really about responsibility. It's not about being perfect. It's about being willing. And it's about recognizing that our life experiences, you know, ours and our horses are not equal. And as magical as horses are, we humans kind of ultimately have all the control. We have all the power. So we just need to decide, are we going to use that power for good or for evil? 
If this episode resonates with you, make sure you subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening. Training horses is a long game. The more you listen, the more pieces of the puzzle you'll have. To see all your learning resources, visit dressagenaturally.net. That's where you'll find free videos, online courses, my book. You can sign up for my Wednesday Wisdom email or even book a private consult. Most of all, remember, you got this. Never underestimate the possibility for things to improve in ways you cannot yet imagine. Till next time, love your horse, move in harmony, and enjoy the process.